There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, mate. How are we? Very good, Doug. How are you? Yeah, very good. Yeah? Yeah, I had a really good lecture on herbs the other day. And I thought we could discuss some things from that that I, uh, that I learned. Was but, it? Yeah, not yeah. like dangerous herbs. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? I don't ask you enough and I'd like to ask you more about your um, nutrition journey. Because... I think you know as you become as you become an expert now you know it's it's uh it's, it's like, these are things I want to know I want to learn from you <laughs> I know you say expert if it would be like he's telling lies um <laughs> no but no, seriously there was a thing that it really stood out and mainly because um it was it's something that we all every single one of us actually really struggles with so you know um this kind of started off by running through the whole fight or flight scenario in you know that doesn't really happen anymore from a proper point of view but actually our body is going forever going through it mm-hmm. because you know if we think overthink about something then we'll we'll cause ourselves our body stress and then it will release cortisol and we'll have all of these problems so what most people don't really get is that you know like everything in the body hormones regulate everything Mm. Um, and a lot of people will refer to them as neurotransmitters, um, you know, chemical messengers, yeah. hormones. Um, you're, you know, you hear that males and females have got different hormones. Actually, we all have the same hormones. They're just in a different regulation. So women have mm. testosterone in their system, yeah. but just on a very low amount. Uh-huh. Um, and men have 
estrogen receptors. And they're getting more, apparently. And, and, <laughs> and they're getting more. Getting more. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, predominantly testosterone. So yeah. we have our hormone that regulates everything that we do. That's, um, that's the long and short of that. But what happens is, is that when you get stressed, a hormone is released into the bloodstream to try and quell that stress what it does mm. is it runs around the body telling things to stop working that mm. doesn't need to be working and telling areas of the body to start working that does hence fight or flight in the fight or flight scenario you get adrenaline to all of your muscles and you either don't run away and get eaten by a lion or you run away and live to see another day but the one thing that won't happen is you won't shit yourself if you run away and if you stand still and if you stand still because well basically what's happening is the cortisol in the body is telling the digestive system to completely shut off right but and go to the muscles so you can run right but if you don't run (laughs) it's having the opposite effect it's basically (laughs) shutting down the muscles because your fear is taking over and you will you know you'll wet yourself and and that so it's quite an interesting thing but where i'm coming to with this because obviously i started off by talking about herbs <laughs> is the most interesting thing that were heard in the lecture the other day um and it was about licorice root right now my dad loved licorice oh yeah and i like bassets yeah yeah <laughs> every christmas loads of them um man i might even indulge in that this year yeah do you know what i, I want to jump same. in but like I, I i feel where i usually run away from christmas <laughs> this year i'm not going to india and i'm gonna indulge in christmas but i was thinking of like making it the cheesiest christmas like in I terms would. of Buying all the shit like Tafifi and all them programs. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tafifi, love anyway, it. I don't want to hijack that. Um, sorry, yeah, licorice root. So obviously, um, you know, everybody associates it with sambuca or aniseed or you know fennel in in catering. We would think about you know all of those flavors, but licorice root actually has the ability when you you have it in in doses in you know in a tea or you make it in a tincture or these kinds of things tincture is best um that you that what it does is it tricks the body and the brain into thinking that you've got too much cortisol so you actually would be able to manage stress much 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 easier from a calming down point of view or just general anxiety you know, slow all of these things down um, and you won't have an abundance abundance of cortisol running through the system all the time. Um, so it's actually beneficial for you. And what, what, why it's so beneficial is from a physical health point of view as opposed to a mental health point of view. So yes, it will trick the body into um, you know, not having so much cortisol running around so you won't feel so stressed, you won't feel so anxious. Um and from a mental health point, that's amazing. But from a physical health point, what that's allowing to happen is to have less hormone death, basically, in the body right. that can cause inflammation. So if you are constantly switching systems off in the body, what will happen is certain you know, 
certain things will go on and off and then inflammation occurs because the body isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing at that time so if you imagine you shut off the digestive system then you know that the digestive system is is the, the the mouth all the way down to the anus like all the way down it's just one long 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 tube and it's a long long process so you're shutting off 16 17 maybe even more different processes plus a multitude of organs from doing what they're supposed to be doing Mm. for x amount of time the longer you're going through your anxiety attack your stress your you know your anxious thought processes the longer that will be shut off for and that will cause inflammation a recurrent inflammation be it you know minimal or quick or you know or for long periods of time will the body can regulate it's happy it can deal with that but if it keeps doing it the same thing over and over again then that area of inflammation won't heal and what happens is the scarring around that area of inflammation will then form a lump right so it's a it's a it's one of the easiest kind of the easiest ways of explaining how uh, a tumor could work yeah. is I talk about hospitality biggest thing that people suffer with in hospitality is acid reflux because acid reflux right because they don't eat properly okay right um and they'll eat late at night so digestive system's not working properly because you don't give it time to no no so the acid will will be struggling because it's on the tilt but also you're not regulate that acid isn't regulating properly so if you get for example um you know acid reflux every day and you take a Rennie that will suppress the acid which is a bad thing but for you at the time it's a good thing because it's not going up into the throat every time you burp or anything like that the 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 body will heal that bit of acid damage in the throat for you absolutely perfectly but what will happen is it it will there'll be a new layer Mm. and then the next day you're doing the same thing and the next day you're doing the same thing so eventually that layer over the course of 20 years or a 20 year career of eating shit and not being very good will basically become a lump yeah and then that that lump is a build-up of cells right so that could potentially become a malignant tumor hmm and that's all from inflammation and healing inflammation and healing inflammation and healing the body is a tremendous thing and it has the ability the ability to do so much that you know again herbs you could take multitude of herbs that they have synthesized over the years to create medicine yeah so you know everybody knows what aspirin is um, and you know there was a bit of false information not entirely false but f- kind of false in the media about 25 years ago when they were like you know aspirin aspirin can help reduce your risk of heart disease because um, they didn't really explain it but what what was what it was saying was that you know it's a it's what's known as a vasodilator so it just opens up the veins and allows things to pass through very bad for people that have got um uh heart problems in itself because that needs to be managed but the prevention of was what they were saying they were saying this can prevent you from having heart disease but it doesn't work that way but aspirin was something that was 
created or used by Hippocrates, the father of medicine, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2,000 years ago, who used to use um, a root. And in, in that root, I think it's worm root. Wormwood? Wormwood, sorry. Yeah. Brain dead. Wormwood. And in Wormwood, there is a thing called salicin. So if you took wormwood in a tea or something like that it will have all of the effects of an aspirin painkiller you know reduce inflammation all of these things without the caffeine and all of that shit yeah. you know? um and it will go through its natural process to be converted into salicinic acid in the blood mm-hmm. and then all of that will work perfectly now what they did when they made aspirin is they basically went we don't need that bit. We don't need that bit. We don't need that bit. We only need the salicinic acid because that's the final yeah. thing. So we'll just give you that. But forgetting that there's all of these ridiculously insane health benefits from having something completely natural. Yeah. I mean, it's then... the same with mushrooms, isn't it? You yeah. Know? But while I appreciate that, you know, NHS and, you know, the health I don't want to say big pharma, but, you know, the pharmaceutical companies of, you know, the world now getting on this. But, you know, we've got two things that could potentially go wrong in the legalization of or the decriminalization of uh, mushrooms, uh, magic mushrooms, is the fact that, you know, they could actually take the market to themselves. And, you know, it's still illegal to serve it outside of, you know, uh, the medical field or they just not synthesize it but they extract what they need from it so you yep. can have the, the the psilocybin without the trip and it's like but this thing is perfect nature is kind of perfect yeah and we've evolved with nature you know yeah <laughs> so all these things yeah it's like having a balanced diet isn't it we've got all you know don't have su- while i do take supplements a lot of those supplements i don't necessarily need to do if i kept my diet a little bit more you know, static yeah, ve- or regular, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the fact that, you know, sometimes I don't eat from one day to the next. It just it is part of my work. It's part of my job, you know. Yeah. But I do believe in eating, well, believe in eating meat more than ever because meat contains so many of those natural, you know, things that we need in our diet. Yeah, I mean, you're eating something that has <laughs> consumed everything else for you previous. Mm. But, you, you know, when you then take that on board and you think, um, you know, the the cow who you know that we, we've got all of the beef from has been eating xyz beforehand yeah. um that could be very detrimental in its right because you know most people um sort of you know got an infection go to the doctors get antibiotics just eat some more fucking supermarket beef you'll be fine because <laughs> i actually saw a really cool post on instagram and i had to save it um uh, I'll try and think of who who posted it, but um, I never really thought about this. But it just it makes so much sense. And given that I do, you know, I spend a lot of time in nature and have done, you know, a bunch of bushcraft things, camping. So I'm 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 totally into this. I signed up for that a long time ago and love it. And obviously, I've been foraging mushrooms for a couple of decades now, I guess. And um, someone posted a, a mushroom bandage. So they'd graze themselves on some like you know, bramble in the forest, yeah, and took a birch polypore, which is like a you know, it's one of the kind of tree funguses, like a bracket fungus, yeah. And they're completely white, very smooth, and they're quite firm when you find them. And this person had 
kind of cut the top of the polypore and it's 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 kind of kidney shaped mm-hmm. so they've cut round it and then they've peeled this skin off and it is just like a piece of bandage and then they've put it on and because it's so mu- an- antimicrobial antimicrobial yeah antibacterial yeah. this thing is and it, it just it's like a perfect bandage in the forest and for all the times I've grazed myself cut myself and you know had accidents whilst out you know foraging or something then i was just like how did i never know this one yeah. so it's it's fantastic but nature's there you know yeah. it's it's all it's there. just that it's you know we've lost the understanding of how to live with nature do you know what i mean yeah. with with the um over the over excessive need to make things easy yeah or just I mean? to, or so obviously yeah, can you imagine like there's nearly eight billion of us now so I if, thought it was nine, wasn't it? I don't know. It could be. Whatever. I think, there's, I think it's too closer many. to nine. Too many. But if, like, if you think that you know that amount of people were to you know try and go into the woods and get all of their beneficial herbs and stuff like that, <coughs> there wouldn't be enough. So there's no, I part of me that. that completely understands, you know, the science of taking something and and making it, you know, easy for and accessible for everybody else. But I think at exactly the same time. If you, you know, you went to a botanical pharmacist when you were feeling ill and you told them what was wrong, they're completely trained to be able to provide you. And this is government as well. Mm. They get a government tick. It's not even, you know, so it's real. It's fully studied. And they'll be able to come up with a plan out of completely natural ingredients in teas or tinctures that will fix your problem. Yeah. You know. Um, obviously things are very expensive nowadays um, but you just think that it's the edu- obviously I'm being educated on all of this because I choose to I want to learn about it so it's easy for me to say but I think that you know there's so much accessible information out there yep. um, probably shouldn't you know big up another podcast quite so much but I think it's one of the things that's, that people like Stephen Bartlett are doing very well is that they're speaking to world famous people in but within a community that's doing the right thing from a health standpoint. Hmm. I mean some of these people have only got a million followers. And I say that as only. Only. As only. But when you think of the grand scheme of eight billion people, one yeah. million isn't no, even one percent. You know, so I think that share it that you know like we do sharing the information is the right thing to, and it's all all there for people to look up but um i just wanted to really go in and be like i suppose it's i'm not being anti-medicine it sounds like i might be being anti-medicine no, no, I but think we've it, both been like that it's not that we neither of us are but no. i think it's just saying that there is another way as well no. or let's not just if medicine doesn't always have the answer it's more about you know we try and look from a point of view of prevention rather than a cure yeah exactly you know yeah and and you know ultimately that's kind of what medicine is it treats a symptom it doesn't yeah. fix the problem your, well, bo- medicine... your body always fixes the problem <clears throat> yeah um but you know a, a medicine will will fix a symptom that you're having Completely. of a disease it's not there it's to the cure suppression you. like you said i mean you know you talk about antidepressants and SSRIs and mm. you know the people that have been on those that we've spoken to friends of ours and you know how it just you know numbs them you know yeah. and then they're the same people that have then turned to like 
microdosing mushrooms and then just been like, I feel fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but also with SSRIs, you know, you think that um, yeah, you've got something that's that's you're not producing enough serotonin because you're you're not managing things. You're not eating well. You're not doing things right. Yeah. You're not producing enough serotonin. So what's happening is the the SSRI is designed to re-regulate or recirculate around the body that serotonin that you your body's produced. It's not yeah. giving you more. That's why people turn numb. Yeah. Because then they're not suddenly happier, they're just not as sad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I get it. Listen, if it's a short-term fix, yeah. then that is that is great. Because if it's stopping people hitting crisis point, I totally get it. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. we can't use them as a you know a way of saying that this is me forever. It's yeah. just like that. You've got to get off that. I'd say the same when people you know microdose mushrooms either. Just get yourself into a point where you can then start working on yourself more. So you're not just you know taking tinctures for the rest of your life because yep. again that's not doing it. We've, yeah, they should only be taken for a little bit. You know? I would say, I mean, medicine to me, the word medicine isn't. I never say it in the sense of uh, Western medicine, pharmaceutical. I say it in, well, I think the definition is saying it's what's good for you. Or, um, yeah. Now, I use the term medicine. What is medicine for me? Medicine is everything from kind of singing and circles and community. Uh, yeah, psychedelics, um, but you know, it could be ice baths, it could be just nature. It goes back to the the pillars, the twelve pillars, fourteen pillars, whatever. Um, that's medicine, yeah. and being able to not have any one of those, you, you don't want just one of them, because if you couldn't do one of them, fuck, when well, my medicine's gone. Mm-hmm. But if you can use all of them, access different things at different times then you're always supported and yeah. find other things that can be medicine as well. You're always you going know? to be treating those symptoms that are leading to your disease. So that's it. And so if you're, if you're in a position where something like, you know, mushroom uh, microdosing gets you to a certain level, right now, while you're in a good place, yeah. look at the other things that you can come and help support this. Yeah. And it might take you up another level. Do you know what I mean? It's that. But, you know, I totally, uh, that, that whole thing of prevention is how we, I know we've both turned our lives around in that sense. And a lot of that happened through the pandemic. You know, these things have kind of been in our periphery for a long time, but yep. we've just been like, oh, they're there, we'll get to it at some point. And it took the pandemic for us to go, no, fuck it, we're going straight in now, you know tinctures i mean i must have picked up a lot of books i can't even see yeah i mean shelf, you've got but... an awful lot more books than what was in your i know you had, <laughs> i know you had two shelves in the in the flat in in hackney but this is yeah. there's a lot more but there's a there's some around you know i've picked up stuff on homeopathy i've picked up stuff on tinctures and herbal medicines yep. and uh pagan witchcraft kind of you know just the way we used to live with nature once upon a time and Listen, I, I remember there was a Billy Connolly did uh, a sketch about. Um, I mean, he was taking the piss out of um, what is it? The uh, it's not homeopathy, but it's like um, uh, when you heal yourself with like tinctures and medicine. Um, like fuck, I can't even think of the thing. <laughs> anyway, he's talking about uh, it was like oils and aromatherapy and stuff like yeah. that. You know. They're saying, you know, you don't go to like a car crash and say, I'll just 
tip a little bit of this on you and massage it in and you'll be all right. It's like, no. <laughs> I can't remember the full joke, but it was just like, you know, that shit doesn't work. But actually, you know, going back to your point about licorice, there are things. I mean, it's food again, mm-hmm. all right? And it's what we consume. We've talked about this. Um, you know, just knowing that nature has a lot of answers for us, but are we consuming those things still? Or are we consuming, you know, processed foods? Yeah. Or just well, not, we not, we haven't got like a, a varied diet anymore, you know. It's, um, I, you know, it's a, it's a thing. Somebody asked me the other day, like, how would you, um, you know, how would you sort of explain? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To uh, a, a vegan, for example, who doesn't really know how to cook, how to suddenly get all of the things into their life, and I'm I'm Sweet sitting meat. there going, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously I could say actually it was my friend Joe, he's vegetarian, he's been vegetarian for a while, but he's, he's pesky, so he still right. eats fish, okay. um, and he he was saying to me, you know, do I need to reintroduce meat into my diet to get more protein? Yep. The the straightforward answer is yes, yes, but but. <laughs> For the varied amino acids that he needs, he's just got to mix up his diet. So if he's doing it from a morality point of view, so vegan, morality point of view, if you are consuming something that has been processed to an inch of its life, and that's what ultra-processing is, they've taken something that's completely natural and torn it apart a thousand times and then put it back together, it's no longer fucking natural, so it can't be good for you. So you're not getting an abundance of things. And yes, you can get your little nutri yeast and stuff like that for your B twelve and and fake cheese, but you're not va- you're not varying things. And the point is, is that you've literally said it earlier. Something that's completely natural is going to be good for you in in any way, shape, or form. Um, we never used to eat that much meat. We used to eat plants all the time in between getting our next kill. But here's the thing: I always used to believe that. And then I, because in the Northern Hemisphere, yep. 
think about this. And I could be wrong, and I'd love someone to tell me otherwise. But you know, I've been, <clears throat> I've done a you know complete vegan diet for a few months, and you know, I know we've talked about this. But to reiterate, it helped with inflammation. Was it sustainable? Don't think so. I still had these carnivore cravings, so I think that's part of my DNA and who I am. Um, there's never been a vegan civilization that has thrived you know India is vegetarian for the best part of it but there is still yogurt eggs yep ghee all right animal fats um which are very good for you by the way completely right but there's no communities of vegans in the world thriving there's there there might be people that are thriving currently but in a long-term thing probably not yeah i mean even in even if you in the blue zones for example you got you know the highest uh, concentrations of people that live over 100 in the world and it's minimalistic but they are still consuming meat yeah. and fish so here's my thing i i talk about hunter gatherer lifestyle that's where i draw most of my and have done since the pandemic yeah all right we started farming or agriculture kind of began about 12,000 years ago. Yep. Modern humans have been around, Homo sapiens sapiens have been around about 300,000 years, yep. possibly a bit longer. Okay? So that's 300,000 years. That's 12,000 years. Yeah. All right? This is the biggest part of evolution for us. All right? We didn't start farming vegetables until this period. Yep. All right? Vegetables would have just been weeds. They certainly wouldn't have been cultivated and, you know. Yeah. So I joke around, I use the term loosely, but I think people get my point, is that vegetables are man-made. All right? They're here. Yep. It would have been weeds and, you know, not very... They they would have had nutritional value, but they would have had defense chemicals and bits and pieces like that. And I'll get onto that in a sec. Fruit, as part of its evolution, has always wanted to be eaten. That's how it manages to get yeah, seeds. Because everywhere. it's pretty and it's and pretty and it's sweet it, and yeah. it's it, it, it's eye catching, yeah. you know. So, you know, whether it was humans, but it's certainly birds and other thing, they want to be eaten so that they can put their seeds elsewhere. Yeah. That, so hold up on the vegetable bit for a minute. <laughs> Meat yeah. and fruit <laughs> have been around a long time. Yes. Okay? Vegetables are in the last 12,000 years, all yeah. right? So we are so used to eating meat, more so than vegetables, all right? Yep. And if you look in the Northern Hemisphere, there's not much fruit around this time of year, all right? Know. When those apples go. So what were we eating? Mm. That's it. It's mostly meat. Yeah. And that's it. And when we look at chimpanzees, <sighs> they eat a lot of meat, mm-hmm. you know? Um there's a couple of books I've been reading recently. Um, the Hunter-Gatherer's Guide to the 20th Century. That's fantastic. And then there's another book called Catching Fire, um, which, you know, as a fire chef, it was essential reading for me. But again, it, it goes into detail about how fire made us human. And the moment we could start, we started cooking over fire, yep. we were able to access way more nutrients from meat because that's what we were cooking over fire. Yep. All right? And that's possibly when the big bang of the brain, you know, our brain started getting bigger because we were accessing more nutrients. They're the two books I recommend reading. 
Yep. And that's where I'm getting kind of my yeah my loose vegetables are man-made uh, <laughs> opinions from it. But, yeah. you know, if you think logically like that, listen, I believe that, um, going back to the point about plants in a minute, mm. you know, I think we would have eaten them. I'm not saying we wouldn't have done, but there was a scarcity of vegetables around. And yeah, there's mean, also a scarcity really of plants around of what's available. for potatoes, probably not. No, but <laughs> then that's, you know, those come over from Peru. Even what yeah. we're thinking about what is native to, uh, you know, the UK, for instance. Yeah. So I think we would have lent more on meat, certainly through the winter months, as hunter-gatherers. Plants have a lot of defense chemicals. Yep. And even things like kale to this day, there's a lot of plants that people struggle. Not every, we call plant, kale a superfood. There's an awful lot of people that can't process that. Yep. Things like chickpeas, you know, there's a lot of toxins in chickpeas, kidney beans. They don't want to be eaten. <laughs> they really don't want to be eaten. So we have to do stuff to them. I mean, you could argue that meat doesn't want to be eaten either, but at least it's got legs and it can run away. <laughs> I can't, can't see the cow running away from you. Mate, right? <laughs> they certainly don't run to me either. But like, I mean, you're absolutely right. When you, when you when you look at things from a logical point of view, you can completely understand it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, who you know, who 12,000 years ago was, was working out that, you know, beans needed to be soaked for 12 hours during the night to speed up their cooking process. Yeah. Or you can cook them for three days. Oh, and, and think about this. 12,000 years ago, yep. it's possible that it was beer. Brewing beer or bread yep. that was the start of agriculture. So it was wheat. Yep. It certainly wasn't, you know, trombetta courgettes and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you know, Heritage you know, carrots. You, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, these things came way later on. But what stopped us, I think, or there's... What book is it that I've been reading that says that? No, there was... Um, it's that Brian C. Mararescu book, The Immortality Key. Yep. And then I heard he was on the Joe Rogan podcast again. He's, on, he's been on twice now. So it was a recent episode that he did and just listening to him talking about yep. that. But again, it's how, um, you know, that wheat possibly was the thing that we that stopped us in our tracks when we started farming because of beer or bread. Yep, does make sense. Anyway, when you look at wine, for example, it's completely accidental. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, when you... But that still kind of would mean, so maybe not vegetables, but that would mean that humans were eating, were foraging fruits and things as they were going around. Yeah. It just doesn't explain what may or may not have happened during the winter period. What were they doing during the winter? You no. Because I, I mean, suppose an animal for, you know, if, if you were eating as much as what they used to, would have eaten way back then, you know, an animal was like, like one goat or you know pig that's wild is, is going to last a family of four for well over a week but then yeah you know I, na- I, nowadays uh like pork one pork shoulder will do me and you in some tacos <laughs> <laughs> i eat a lot i eat a fucking lot and i've been doing that i think i said i've been doing that new map and it was doing so well i was looking at my calories and then i went to canada i was like fuck because <laughs> darren even like nearly fucking killed me on the first night I've been up for 23 22 23 hours at this point yeah and then he subjected me to a very delicious uh 19 course meal <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing 
when the kind of the main courses came out, the, the five of them or whatever. And I was just like laughing to myself because I'm like, I can't eat anymore. I'm going to fucking die. Um, so I've been doing the new map and it was, it was doing really good because I was so much more aware of my calories, which I've never been aware of calories. You know, I just eat and I, know I train and I work. and But I do, I, was, I think I was telling you about my watch as well. Yeah. Like my watch, I've, I've got one of these G-Shop watches, which is like only a couple of hundred quid, but... Um, and I use it mostly for work. You know, it's it's just it's hard wearing. It's tough. It's good for um, uh, it's good for a number of things. It stops me looking at my phone, and I can work, and I can yep. get it dirty, and it, it's heavy duty. I can knock it around. But then I see how many steps I'm doing. You know, I link it to my phone. It tells me how many steps I'm doing. And then some days it's, you know, the big the most I think I saw was when we did the long road festival. It's like twenty eight thousand steps in a day. Uh, I think I've set it to being 10,000 as my, you know, my um, desired. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's 500 if I don't, if I have a day of rest and um, I I don't get off the sofa. Um, And I'm allowed to do that. But actually being very aware of my calories is just something now that I'm just like, okay, I want to do this. And um, yeah, obviously went to Canada, kind of went out the window. And then the last two weeks, I've just been fucking busy and i've been just banging carbs back in which i don't you know i don't do so anyway i've got to get back on it i've got to create those good habits again um because we talk about awareness we talk about you know knowing that we're on a certain path and we want to improve but every now and then we derail a little bit not much but a little bit aware of it jump back on create those good habits again and um that's what that is for me i mean i've not exactly um been the healthiest eater in the world in the last 10 days I'll be honest with you I think I've had pizza like three times just just because <laughs> I've just been super so, and and that's I, where I, my carbs are coming from yeah. it's not it's not pizza it's my carb of choice is rice but, yeah. but it's, it's that that thing where you know again work an awful lot I'm I'm away from home three days a week sometimes I'm able to stay in an apartment where I can cook which is great but other times I've got to go out and eat um and and you know until february when i get this restaurant open there's a lot of shit places to eat and there will be a good one but (laughs) but it's just you know you're like you go out and you 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 consciously try and figure out what is something nice to eat but then like there's nothing any good and then i'll be on a a long ass drive home and i'll get back at sort of eight o'clock after being away for three days i'm like I haven't really got fucking time to go to the supermarket, come back and cook something, so I'll order a pizza. This is what I've been doing the last two weeks. And yeah, Chris has been away. I've been just fending for myself at home. Not that she cooks for me. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, and then I get home late and I've had, I have had a lot of work on it. So I'm, I'm literally finishing up October, <clears throat> doing the last of the events. And then I'm not, t- I, as far as I'm concerned, November, December, January, I don't know if I'm going to go away, but they're going to be quiet. I'm not taking yeah. on too much. When I say quiet, it's still going to be Christmas, but at least it's just the restaurant. You yeah, know, I'm not. So you know, the last bit of busyness. But I've been getting home late. And then fuck it. Do, do I want to fucking cook? Not a chance. And I always keep like some meat, love minced beef and some chicken in the fridge, but um, you know, vac packed. And even the thought of just like making myself a couple of burger patties. Yeah. 
Because I will eat a lot of burger patty, like just minced yeah. meat and some avocado or something. And um, even just to do that, I'm like, fuck it, I can't be bothered. And I also want, and this has always been a problem of mine, I think, is that I always want everyone else's food. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want anything I've cooked, and yeah. it's not. I, and it's bizarre because I say I cook food that I want to eat, and yet when I'm done cooking it, I'm like, I want something else. I want noodles. I want fucking <laughs> fried rice, or I, I, I usually want Asian food. Yeah, yeah, same. Pretty you much know? all the time. Because I'm always around European ingredients, delicious European ingredients, and I think you know I'm proud of the food that we serve at Acme and mm. you know the consultancies I do, but. Um, I just want other things yeah. all the time, you know? Well, I've managed to figure out this, like, uh, quick route mapu tofu. Yeah. Without the tofu, but the pork mince. But just like, the pork mince? Just the pork mince, yeah. So it's not mapu tofu. It's, no, but it, it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> Occasionally, if I can get the, if I can be asked to buy a block of tofu, I'll make it properly. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, the thought's there. And I've, huh. like, figured out this, like, nice quick way of doing it in, like, 20 minutes rather than... I just have a large pot of chili oil in the fridge, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and, and it it came to my attention that you can do very quick Asian dishes with, with minced beef, like minced turkey oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and noodles. So I do that a lot. Like, yeah. you know, you can chuck a load of good stuff in. It's not, you know, it's not an unhealthy thing. I'm making it with ingredient, like the right ingredients. But um, that's my go-to super quick noodle dish it's not a stir yeah. fry or anything like that it's you know I'm I am absolute I'm a really shit home cook <laughs> yeah I, you're not cooking shepherd's pie are you I'd love to cook it yeah. I, I the problem is that I have I don't stop thinking about food but restaurant food like you know and, and when I say I don't start I know there's a lot of chefs that have you know constantly thinking but I'm always dumping to the guys old, you know big notebooks of ideas that I've just filled up like try this you know yeah. um, I I just sit there you know if I, I take a night off and put the TV on I've got my phone open while I'm just fucking writing every dish down yeah. and they're all like restaurant quality ones when it comes to cooking at home and I've got some ingredients if I've got some ingredients in the fridge yeah I might I might be onto something the fridge is empty I'm like what do I want to eat? And then I'm like, that I have no idea what I want to eat. Yeah. And this is where the problem lies, is the fact that I don't know how to look after myself in that sense. So, you know, my go-to if I'm, you know, dieting, if I'm trying to stay in shape, is just have some, have some mince around, form some burger patties, cook yeah. them off, have some avocado, maybe some cucumber, and, you know, really simple in that sense. Um, but I just, I don't post anything. I rarely post anything I've cooked at home because it's shit. <laughs> it's so shit. I don't really, you know, occasionally I might share something, but um, I, on the day to day, it's meat and one veg or meat and one yeah. fruit kind of like, it's really boring and kind of shit. But I'd love to, even the thought of doing some noodles myself, I'd be like, well, if I'm going to have some noodles, I might as well have some better noodles and buy them from somewhere else. <laughs> I've got more ingredients in my fucking cupboard and yeah. on a little ingredient trolley I've got. And, you know, my fridge is empty-ish, um, save for a few things I get from Abel and Cole. But, um, yeah, I've got so many things and pans and all the gear. And even the, like, it's been a wet summer and I've been away a lot this summer. But even the garden, you know, I've got all the fucking cooking equipment I need out there. Mm. 
I must have cooked out there about three times this year, you know. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And I want to change this, you know. I'll, I'll be cooking out there all winter anyway. I yeah. don't I don't care there, but... Also, you have got to uh, take into consideration time. It is, it's Do all you know that. I mean? Like, because, I, I, and I, I said it myself a minute ago, if I... If I'm getting home, like I like to eat before half seven. Yep, well, I try and do it before yeah. eight. You know, but, unless, obviously, yeah. if I'm going out for dinner, it's slightly different. You know, you you kind of get a table where you can get a table. But you know, if if I'm at home, my preference is to eat before half seven. And if I'm getting home at eight o'clock, and then I've got to spend time thinking about your right stuff, then yes, it's a very good excuse, and I'm making a fantastic one. But, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> But, but I don't want. I don't want to be cooking and then eating at half nine and then no. keeping myself up for four plus hours to digest all my food and then go to bed at three o'clock in the morning. You need to do what I do. Yeah. Wake, wake up at half one, two o'clock in the morning, and have a rennie. <laughs> Acid reflux, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh, I was, I, when I figured all of that out the other day, I was learning obviously about the inflammation and everything. Um, I was just reminiscent of the time where I would basically have a little like Chinese takeaway pot with my knives at work that would have, you know, Gaviscon, Rennie, Paracetamol and Barocca in. <laughs> that was like the chef's toolkit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mine would be Alka-Seltzer, Rennie, yeah, Barocca for a while. I, but here's the thing. I um, I noticed this a few years ago. Like, I mean, one... Changing my lifestyle made a big difference because then I didn't have all these things. I was embarrassed once when I was throwing out a bag of recycling and it was just full of like fucking painkillers and, you know, Rennie tablets. Oh, fuck's sake. And vodka bottles. And, you know, it, it, it was bad. But And, and I was momentarily uh, upset about that. But you know, changing your lifestyle all of a sudden, you don't need half of these things. I mean, I'm I was having a couple of rennies over this last couple of weeks because for the exact same reason, yeah. you know, eating later than I would, carb heavy, possibly a bit deep fried, you know, um, and yeah, I'm waking up in the morning at two o'clock. There's no fucking wonder why that's happening. Yeah. The other thing I did, and I haven't done this for a while, but you know. A, a few years ago, maybe four, five, six years ago now, I start. I got into kombucha, and that made all the difference to, like, I think it was I was having kombucha. I was still boozing at the time, but um, it was like six months into having them on a daily basis, and then going, I haven't had a rennie for a long time, you know, mm. and I'm telling you that you fucking know all this stuff, but it's just it was one of those like little moments, like. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what's happening here. Yeah. I'm looking after my gut yeah. to some extent. I, I did the same thing. Like I was, you know, and I blame the Beacon for this because I worked a lot, a lot when I was at the Beacon. But I would always eat at like half eleven, twelve, one o'clock in the morning when I got back from work. Yeah, and for years I was like, why won't this fucking clear up? And I eventually, you know, I stopped eating when I got home from work. And I, you know, it, that didn't necessarily mean that I was eating at work, but I just stopped eating yeah. when I got home from work. I would just shower, chill out, go to bed. Um, and then, you know, one day it just dawned on me that I was like, that was it. I yeah. was eating late and and it cleared up and I was not, you know, this one packet of Rennie became a year old suddenly and I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah. hell, you know. 
It's um, the discipline to do that, though, and isn't it? it? Gives you, yeah, it, it's very true. But it, and it gives you the opportunity to, um, you know, like now, I can eat late one day a week and it won't affect me. Yeah. But if I eat late three or four times, then I'm I'm dipping into the realms of needing to wake up in the middle of the night and have a rennie, for example. And I don't have any of that kicking around, so I just have to deal with the fucking massive reflux for the following day. But That's true. Maybe not keep the medicine in your house, and then you, yeah, yeah, then you'll do yourself more favors. If it's around, then you push yourself and say, "Actually, I'm all right. I've got my, I've got the troops I've in got case the I need." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That said, I've got to go and uh, get some dinner. I'm going for a dinner, yeah, to an Indian restaurant. So. Yeah. Um, it's been lovely talking to you. You too, mate. And uh, for everyone listening, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, uh, subscribe, write a review. We would love that. And um, see you next week for Halloween. Yeah. See you next week, man. Bye. Bye.